Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Hey now, uh, how's everybody doing? Doing okay. Doing all right. Yeah. Uh, I want to fully disclose that Hey Now was not brought to you by Clay Harrison as normal. <laughs> um, Clay unfortunately had to go fight. Uh, what's it called? The 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 bad Santa Claus. I forgot. I, oh, uh, Krampus. Yeah, he's fighting oh. Krampus. So. Hey, you're talking about the film. No, no, no he's not fighting Santa. I would also pay to see Clay fight Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. How is that not a thing? My money's on Clay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah me too. Well, I don't know. Billy Bob fights dirty. I could see that. I could definitely uh, see that. But, uh, yeah, so this is going to be our. our holiday episode you know christmas i know hanukkah just finished that's we're recording this stuff uh so whatever holiday you subscribe to uh subscribe to our podcast as well and and we'll we'll have you covered um so let's get let's get on to what we've been doing and and talking about and if you guys allow me to go first because i'm pretty excited about some of the stuff i read this week yeah sure um i'll leave (laughs) i'll leave with this till the end because it was my favorite thing that i read this week but I'm still reading the the Endless Winter event from DC Comics. It's going decently, I think. Yeah, this week, this week it was parts three to six, which was, I believe it was Aquaman, which I I haven't bought an Aquaman book in years. <laughs> um, it was Aquaman. Uh, what was it? Titan. Yeah, there was and, a Titan special. And then Justice League. And Justice League. So, I will say. There was a Superman special last week and a Titan special this week, and those two uh, chapters felt a little bit more like filler uh, than the other the other stuff. But yeah. but I like the I like the story that's being told in the past because I I just realized that with some of the announcements that DC is doing, um, as we know, they're they're working on a Black Adam movie featuring The Rock as Black Adam. Right. Uh, and some of the Justice Society. And DC has already started to rehab the character of Black Adam. And Endless Winter really puts him at the front of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if you're a wrestling fan, they're they're turning him from a heel into a face slowly. <laughs> wow. I feel like I feel like as a non wrestling fan, you really are going to have to unpack that one for me. Well, uh, he, he's already been there. I mean, if you go pre he was already a member of the Justice Society back in, you know, the James Robinson. And yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, he, he's, I would almost put him in the, he's sort of, not the rock, I'd almost put him as Stone Cold Steve Austin being the anti-hero, whereas he, he'll, he'll basically uh, Stone Cold Stunner a, a, a face, but he'll save the, you know, the, yeah. you know. So a face, a face in wrestling, for those that don't know, it's a baby face, so that's a good guy. And a heel is just the bad guy. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Thank you. Wait, so, I, I. I need to get my notebook out. Let me yeah, write that please down. T- take copious notes. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> you, you, then you can impart this knowledge onto your students. Um, I, oh, I plan to. I plan sure to. they'll need it. I, uh, I need as many things to make me look in any way hip as well, possible. Well, I, I, would, I would not start with wrestling fans. <laughs> you never yeah. know. You never know. You, you don't know how many of them might be wrestling fans. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely, they're bringing him back to the forefront of things. They're bringing yeah. Black Adam back to the forefront of things. Uh, like I said, this Endless Winter story is heavily featured uh, Black Adam, both in the past and the present. Uh, from some of the cover art we've seen in the in the previews, uh, he will be joining the Justice League, or at least he'll be in the book. Uh, after they they launch, you know, their, after Future State, whatever, the, I think it's called Infinite. Damn it, I just pulled it up. <laughs> infinite frontier um you know so whatever whatever's going on there uh so yeah i i noticed that i was like oh this is i mean this is very smart this is how you you know you want to start focusing on a character that could have a, a pretty good breakout movie i mean i think a lot of people are excited for black adam the rock is a really big mainstream start so it makes a lot of sense that you want to put some of your you know some of your eggs in that basket you know, I, I'll say this much right now is, I mean, I think he'll play a great Black Adam, but he's not the reason I'm looking forward to the movie. It's the fact we're going to get the JSA on in there. Yeah. Yeah. And and, oh. and I, I completely agree, I think. But but for the <clears throat> the mainstream folk, like they're going to, oh, this is another one of the Rock movies. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. You know? like, yeah. So Well, and, and I think the fact, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, the fact that the Rock himself is it wants to play this character. Yeah. Like he's been yeah. jonesing to play this role. So the only other person I know outside of that has been this nutty about a character would be Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back in the day, Wesley Snipes wanted to play the Black Panther because he was a huge Black Panther fan. Oh wow. Yeah. The only reason we never got the film was because he was still under contract when we got Blade Three. Mm. Okay. Man, that's that would have been fascinating. I know. I know. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've been reading is uh, Iron Man, and I'm sure Kyle will also talk about this because I think <laughs> they they've said. I mean, I re- I'm really enjoying this book so much. I need to read the most recent issue. Yeah, it's really good. It's still. I mean, we're still um, fighting with was it Korvac? Yeah, Korvac. Yeah, which I just we just kind of talked about a little bit in a Guardians episode. So you know, if you haven't, if you don't know much about Korvac, you can go back and listen there. Uh, but I think they've updated the character a little bit here and and also also they've updated iron man to be like i i didn't read the previous run i know he he kind of died or something i'm not sure he didn't I don't know like, what happened okay he it's saying that iron man's died is like saying spider-man or the human torch has died i mean the, the man's he <laughs> died had a younger version of himself come back and after the heroes <clears throat> reborn came back to normal full state you know he's gone insane he's gone from good to bad it, it's we, we can do a whole episode on the history of iron man's lifespan yeah, and we might, we might, we, <laughs> we might. We might. Yeah, <laughs> I got my poster up. I know, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Uh, then I also read X Force fifteen, which continues to be just insane. They really, I don't know. Somebody really does not like Beast over at Marvel because he is like the worst, uh, the worst person now. Is just yeah. ever since he brought back the the original mutants from the past, he's just been fucking up one thing after another. And with the pretense that he's doing this all for the betterment of mankind. <laughs> he's the Barry Allen of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just want my mom back. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what his plans are. But yeah, somebody does not like Beast. 
Uh, he's been one of the most enjoyable characters. Yeah, but it, it's fun to see him as kind of this like pariah character that he's just like he doesn't care. He's just like I'm just doing whatever I think is best for us. I'll be sure to be honest. I have not really liked the character. I mean, I, the beast I loved was the was the normal blue furry one, but the one that had the same haircut style as Wolverine. Oh yeah, that, yeah. You, uh, that can go oh, to yeah, yeah. or to go to you know or the Avengers. But he was like you know he'd always be the he was the sort of With, like you know. Uh, the Jim Lee design that, that yeah, kind of but he always make jokes. He was also like, always trying to be funny. He wasn't trying to be very serious, you know, yeah. all this stuff. Well, I guess he's been through some shit. I oh get yeah, it. I get it. After twenty twenty, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my my favorite comic so, of this week. Oh, sorry, Josh, were you gonna ask something? I was just gonna say someone needs to make a meme of like Beast before twenty twenty and Beast oh. after twenty twenty. Yeah, um, the last book. Uh, I'll talk about is New Means 14 with a new creative team. Uh, Vito Ayala writing, Rod Reese in art. I love this book so much. Like, it, it's perfect. We have two two generations of New Means, like the the original New Means, like Magic and the people you kind of saw in the movie. Um, and then you also have uh, the new generation, which is which now the original New Means are kind of the, the teachers and the mentors for these kids. Uh, it's very good. Uh, the only thing, Cypher, after the events of Ten of Swords, he's not around with the team. So Warlock is walking around on his own now. And I love to see Warlock. Like, just anybody drawing, anybody that really draws Warlock well, it looks really cool in the comics. Uh, Sienkiewicz did amazing. Uh, Rod Reese really does an amazing job. Um, I love when Warlock just kind of teams up with somebody and he, he puts like he becomes kind of like their armor and stuff. It's such a cool concept. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Uh, I got one more thing, but I'll save it for recommendations because it might take me a while to go, get through the whole thing. But yeah, that was pretty much it. That's all I, I've been reading and doing stuff. Um, Josh, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I uh, totally have not caught up in any of my comics <laughs> after last week, but um, I did pick up on sales. There's a, you know, being the holidays, there's a whole lot of sales right now. And on a whim, uh, I picked up the Marvel's Avengers game for my Xbox. And I know it got terrible reviews. I was suspicious of it. Terrible reviews? Uh, yeah. Was, it, it, no, Square Enix lost money on that game. Yeah. Like but here's <laughs> here's the thing. I played the first hour, and it's been solid so far. Um, it has a great setup. Uh, I think using Ms. Marvel as the anchor for that is really, really brilliant. Um, it works really well. Uh, the voice actor playing her is just... I mean, she just... It spills over with delight. I mean, it's so nice. Um and uh and and the thing that bugged me the most was you know getting the the uh off-brand version of the mcu actors in it um thankfully after about 30 seconds when they each first appear that kind of goes away they just they each take on the role themselves they're totally fine um, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I've only played through the, you know, the intro leading up to the actual start of the game. Um, and now I'm like, you know, kind of in the midst of that, that took about an hour for me. I'm a slow player, but it's been, it's been fun. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued to see where it goes. They just added, uh, Kate Bishop to it. Of course, oh, cool. that, 
synchronicity, you know, yeah. between upcoming projects that we were discussing earlier. Um, so anyway, that's that's basically it for me. But great, um, Kyle. What about you? Uh, continuing, still loving uh, Savage Avengers because they're releasing this one like almost every week. Uh, most recent issue has the team that was going after the Asgard dragon uh, take him down, <laughs> and the guy's like, "Look, I just want to sleep." You know, I, 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 here's here's the uh, eye of Agamotto. Just, I, I just want to be able to sleep. So Magic decides to take him to Limbo so he can sleep because this is perfect. So he enlarges again. And the, the most hilarious thing was he's like saying, once I'm done sleep, you'll come back for me. And she goes, yeah, sure. Just call my name three times and I'll appear. And just disappears. And you see, and you see this look on his face like, what the hell? <laughs> so it's, but seeing just the team up of Conan, Black Knight, Magic, and Juggernaut, it's just, I don't know. The book's been a lot of fun. So, And the other one I got to say is, if you haven't been reading it, is the most recent version of Star Wars Vader. It's been a really interesting oh. story because it's been it's it's set before definitely set before Jedi, but it starts off with Vader kind of going along trying to find what happened to Padme. So he actually goes to um, uh, what's her planet's name Naboo, and uh, and basically works with some of the I guess Nabooians or however you want to call them. <laughs> and, and, I don't know. That's canon now though. It's definitely Nabooians. <laughs> And they'll put and, it on the Wikipedia. And he tells about how, how she actually died. So he goes back to the Death Star and confronts the Emperor. And the Emperor is like, you failed me. Like, you, you have fallen to, like, your, your feelings. And so he basically has Vader, you know, confront the Royal Guard. Vader kills him. And then and basically the Emperor just takes Vader's body, crushes every mechanical part he has, takes him back to Mustafar, and leaves him there and tells him, if you want to survive, you have to rebuild yourself. And so now he's being hunted by a team of, Sith or not uh, uh, force hunters on Naboo where he's trying to like take mechanical parts and rebuild himself and find answers. So mm. it's just, it's, it's Vader getting put, put into the ringer here. And, and the Emperor is just like, I wonder how much more pain and hatred I can put him through. So, so yeah. the, that almost sounds, Oh, I'm sorry. Daniel. No, go ahead. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I, I, that almost sounds like a setup for the place we're going to see Vader at in the um, um, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan show. Right. No, th- th- this is after Empire. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He when, when he goes back to see the the uh, if I'm not mistaken, when he goes back to see the the uh, the Emperor, it's on the new Death Star. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So the the original the original Vader comic, the first one from 2015, yeah. that one took place after A New Hope. Then they okay. went back. The second version, they went back, and that one took place after Revenge of the Sith, yeah. like immediately after the movie ended. This one is going core core is paralleling the mo- most yeah. recent uh, Star Wars comic, which is basically Luke after he's had his hand chopped off. Yeah. So this is dealing with Vader finding out that Luke is his son and trying to get him, but not, and so he's trying to figure out what's going on. And so in the other comic book, Luke is basically he's gone and found another lightsaber, and they're trying to build the rebellion fleet from between Empire and Jedi. So okay. yeah, it's insane. Like these com- these these comics that started um, that all take place after Empire. They yeah. just started in 2020, and it seems like it's been forever ago. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to catch up on, on both oh. those titles. <clears throat> Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, sorry, I got one more. Uh, uh, Crisis uh, on Infinite Earths, a multiverse, the Dark Multiverse. Oh, how was that? I, I, I didn't have oh, got my to god! It. I mean, it was basically a, a suitor. Uh, that's the uh, flaming demon from Asgard. Yeah, yeah. He's basically on Earth, and he's basically destroying everything. So you have the Justice Society of America, not to mention with the original Infinity Incorporated team. And they end up having to try to stop him. And all I'm going to say is the end of the story sort of parallels. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say who, 
but sort of parallels a Galactus Silver Surfer kind of a uh, story arc. So it's it with what happens at the end of it. It's just it's it, it's good. I like it. it. It's dark and it's it's not and it doesn't it has sort of a not too happy ending, but it's yeah. still I mean, yeah. None of these dark multiverse. Oh my are, god! But it, it's it's a fun read. Yeah, those are all pretty good. They are prestige format, so I can understand people not wanting to pay the extra dollar. But but I think they they've been pretty good. So this far. would be one I'd actually be willing to own. Yeah, just for the story one. <clears throat> yeah, I think the only one, the one I found, and it was good. It was just I would say compared to everything else, was not the same top, the same tier. Was the the one from last week um, about Jesus? What was it? It was written by Brian Hitch, I, and it was retelling the Flashpoint story. Oh, uh, and it, it. it it's hard to get down one to be darker because Flashpoint's already pretty dark and fucked yeah. up. Um, so yeah, so retelling this one felt like it was actually a lighter tone overall. Um, but yeah, they're all, they're all pretty good. If, if you read some of those old stories, like Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, that was one of them, uh, Crisis and Infinite Earth, uh, all that stuff. Like they're retelling good stories. They retold Hush recently too, which was pretty interesting. So yeah, those are, those are always a good buy. You know, I was uh, looking through some stuff and I was... There is one, I was looking at uh, some images of Captain Marvel, like Shazam Captain Marvel, and I started thinking about who would be the perfect artist I'd like to see a book done by. And it's one that I don't think we're ever going to get because it would have been, um, Darwin Cook would have been the perfect like Shazam artist for a story I would have loved to have seen. If they... Oh, God, that would have been really good. You're right. How did he not draw a Shazam story? I'm kind of surprised about that. We got the Shazam family for all of like one panel in the last trade, and that was it. When they're showing the history of the new Silver Age, kind of, we, we got them in yeah. the first second, that was yeah. it um okay well i think that's that's about everything we have um we we really do hope clay wins this fight so we can (laughs) yeah yeah Um, just you know yeah just believe in christmas i think that's his weakness i I recently did just watch rewatch the krampus movie and i think that's his weakness isn't there more than one though I feel like there's a whole series of them, right? Yeah, I've only, I've only watched the latest one with uh, Adam Scott was in it and um, okay, uh, Tony Collette. Which what a cast for this movie, really? How did they get them for a Christmas movie? I don't movie? understand. I don't understand. Yeah, it's Adam Scott. No, no, no offense to him, but I think he's willing to you know just work in general. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've come to realize there are actors who are too prestigious to be in anything, and then other other actors who just I want to work. If it sounds like a fun project, I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, also his his sense of humor is one that yeah. he's very good at embracing like kitsch and stupidity and weirdness and just running with it. So. You're also talking about an actor who's one of his first film credits was Boy Meets World. <sighs> oh yeah. Was it really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did not know that. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. Well, save it for the when we do an Adam Scott episode, guys. Yeah, <laughs> or the Boy Meets World episode, or oh. no, I'm in. I know everything. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm really <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> he said, "I know that might be." The how is how is that how is that not in your bio? Uh, on I mean, Twitter, like, I have the uh, boxes, and I've watched all of Girl Meets World, so I can even tell about where they go from there. <laughs> I want to read Kyle's fan, fan fiction about. <laughs> I have the fan fiction. I'm not that bad. Not yet. He doesn't. Not yet. <clears throat> Um, all right, well, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about all our our holiday media that we enjoy watching. Woo. 
Okay, and we are back. Um, as part of our holiday episode, we we just want to go in into detail and talk about well, not into detail, but we just want to <laughs> go talk about like what are some of the things that we normally watch, read, enjoy as far as media during the holidays. It it doesn't have to be something you always like you do every year, but but it can be. Uh, but just something that kind of puts you in the spirit for, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Uh, and I mean, we can talk about anything, movies, TV, comic books, songs I see on the notes. Um, so yeah, we'll go into that. Um, I, I'll just bring this one up because Clay's not here and I wanted him, I want, I'm going to ask him to record a rant about, about Die Hard. Yes. And I'm just going to drop it in here. Yeah, like I said, I enjoy watching Die Hard at Christmas as well. So, uh, but another movie that I enjoy watching during Christmas is Batman Returns. Yes, you you, yeah. you picked one of mine. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's such a, I mean, not only is it such a cool movie because it's a Batman movie, but like it really, <laughs> it really focuses a lot on the Christmas aspect of it. And I think, um, you know, like the sets and that big tree ceremony yeah, uh, like it just it really encapsulates everything that I feel like a gothic Christmas would be like. <laughs> I love it. That yeah, that's and you know, and it's funny because I feel like people forget that's a Christmas movie, and and the fact that it it came out at Christmas, right? It it was not a summer release. Did it? I feel like it did. Hang on, let me double check. Um, I think that that was. It would make sense that they would make it Christmas themed. Uh, it was released. No, it was a summer release, June. 16th, That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what it was weird. So weird. the VHS come out could come out at Christmas. Uh, no, I, I don't. No, they took longer back then. I, think. I feel like they took longer back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, that's bizarre. Okay. Well, there you go. Then. Yeah, Batman Returns <clears throat> is one of the things I I like. Um, Josh, you want to talk about one of yours, and we'll just kind of go round robin until we run yeah. out of time to talk about. Yeah, that sounds good. My mine is, and it's it's not specifically a Christmas movie. It's more of a holiday period film, but that is the Hudsucker Proxy. Uh, I love that what? movie. It 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 all kind of comes to a head around like Christmas, New Year's Eve. Um, it's great. Uh, it's a a lesser known Coen Brothers film, but it's You're got. Right. Oh, you haven't? Oh my god! Yeah. It's got, it's got uh, Tim Robbins. Uh, it's set in the uh, right, kind of like right on the cusp of um, the Great Depression, so very late like twenties. And it's got Paul Newman, and Paul Newman plays this, you know, kind of like you know, uh, business magnate who uh, takes Tim Robbins, the the rube from the country who's come to the big city and makes him the, you know, puppet CEO of his corporation to kind of take the, the, um, to take the, uh, the focus off of him. And it's just, it's a delightful film. I love anytime Tim Robbins plays a really stupid person. Cause he's just so smart. Uh, think of like Bull Durham, you know, in this film, uh, there is a running joke in our family, uh, for, um, several years, my wife ran a, um, hula hoop studio where she made custom hula hoops and also trained people on them. Seriously? And there's a, 
Yeah. And there's a there's <laughs> no. a there's a joke. I didn't know. Oh. Sorry, I didn't know that was a business thing that could happen. That's cool. It, it was. It was about uh, a decade ago. Okay. <laughs> it's it's still going. I but, think it's um, timeless, really. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm not knocking hula hoops. I just the fact she had her own business, one to make them and two to train people with them. I'm just like interesting. Yeah. Oh, she she was amazing with it. Like, and she picked it up like that. It was crazy. Um, but uh, what was so funny was there was a, uh, a when she was doing that. There's a joke from the Hudsucker Proxy we would do all the time where the first time Tim Robbins' character goes to the board with his great idea, he just holds up a drawing of a circle, and then when people are like, "What?" He's like, "You know, for kids." And it's a he invents the hula hoop. But he sells it by just showing a drawing of a circle. Uh, that's it. So anyway, it's it's a great film. It's delightful. We plan to watch it this holiday with our daughter. She hasn't seen it before, so it's great. See, I, I always thought that hula hoop came about because uh, do you remember the in the the, the whenever kids in the twenties or thirties, whatever, run around with that? Oh, yeah, with yeah. That circle that they're pushing it, but one of those days, like a kid lost his stick, <laughs> and then he had to figure something else out to do with the hoop. That makes perfect sense. Um, if that's not the real historical reason why, I want it to be. Uh, so <laughs> good. Well, just retcon it, and then maybe in thirty years, through the Mandela effect, that'll be how it came to be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, Kyle, you want to go next? One of you? Yeah, I'm going to throw this out here. Um, one of my is always going to be the uh, He Man and Cre- uh, Shira Christmas special. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know that existed. Yeah, it was right after the series had both come to a close or it ended, and it, I was on a Saturday morning. Woke up and it happened, and so the, it starts off that basically all of Adora and her friends from Etheria come to Eternia because it's about to be the twins' birthday. So you have all of the ma- it opens to a shot of them painting across the royal palace throne room, and you have all the masters there and all the Etherian uh, rebels there together, and it just and, ends up going to basically where Orko jumps on this ship gets transported to Earth, meets these two little kids. They get transported back to Eternia, and basically these two kids are trying to figure out how they're going to get home, and they start teaching the whole plan of Eternia uh, about Christmas. And so you have Horde Prime, who basically tells Hordak and Skeletor, there's a new goodness in, the, in on Eternia. I don't like it. You two must find these kids so we can destroy it. <laughs> and the best part is having the spirit of Christmas affect Skeletor. It's one of the most awesome scenes ever, just throughout the whole thing. It's like, why am I feeling like this? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it is on the official he-man youtube page so i'll yeah, post a link it's a must watch it's a it's fun i mean it, it is what it is it's the filmation's 80s style cartoon but it's just it's a nice have fun and good feel kind of christmas special well i hope kevin smith redoes uh whenever he finishes with season one maybe oh, they'll wait. work maybe they'll work in a sheer special for this uh, his Cannot netflix series wait for that as a matter of fact, I'll probably tweet him right after the show. Like, hey, go there you go. Up. That's a good idea. Please remake this. Like, <laughs> if anyone can do it, it's you, Kevin Smith. We believe. I believe. I got hope for him. <laughs> um, next one I'll talk about is the movie. I think uh, out of all the adaptations of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, I, I think uh, this one. Scrooged. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Scrooged is my favorite. Uh, it was just. It was one of those. It was also one of those movies. I've talked about me having HBO growing up, you oh. know, Big Flex in our apartment for free. Uh, but it was just so good. I mean, I didn't know until recently that Richard Donner uh, directed that movie. Which yeah. what? Me made, either. Oh my god! Yeah, it makes sense as to why. I mean, 
I liked it so much mainly because Bill Murray is hilarious and uh, Karen Allen is like one, she was one of my crushes when I was a kid. Oh yeah, still uh, is. But <laughs> but yeah, then I you know as you grow up and you start looking into these things like yeah, Richard Donner directed it and Danny Elfman is part involved with the music and it's like, a great film. Oh yeah, it, it's so good and it's such an interesting take in the in the same tale that uh, you know over and over that we we kind of get in in a lot of tv shows and and stuff but yeah that one's one of my favorites it's really funny too um it does get a little scary if you're young at the oh end, yeah right yep yep so can gremlins yeah <laughs> so, uh, so that's that's my next one um josh you got a few more well let's, yeah let's just keep going yeah yeah oh yeah um sorry i was trying to put something up um yeah, I guess if if we shift to it, it, this isn't a weird place because it's I think it's officially TV, but it is no, we can do TV. That's that's allowed. Well, no, but it but it's 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 just because it's British and it aired on the BBC, but it's actually two ninety minute episodes. Um, back in the I want to say the early two thousands, uh, there were three BBC adaptations made of. Uh, Discworld books by Terry Pratchett. Hmm. And they're of, the, the, each one gets subsequently better. Um, but the first one they made is fantastic. It is Hogfather. And in Discworld, Hogfather is their Santa Claus. And it's a fantastic, like, we we watched it one year when my wife and I, before we, we became parents, we were just like sitting around, we want something to watch. I had rented it, I think. And um, she had never read a single Discworld book, and we were both just enraptured by it. And what's funny is it has the actress from, uh, I'm going to, I bling in her name, from uh, Downton Abbey, uh, who plays the main daughter. Uh, she stars in it as well as anyway it's 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 excellent it's go watch it the basic premise is that uh she is death's daughter and the hog father vanishes and so she has to fill in his hog father while also trying to track down what happened to him so it's like part mystery part holiday special uh it's wonderful it's great and and i say this as well because uh coming up in like two days after New Year's, January 3rd, the new uh, Discworld series, The Watch, will air on BBC and the BBC America channel. Um, it's 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 a weird take on it. I've been very excited about it, but everyone that, like all the early critics coming in who've ha- who've watched it are like, eh, you know, it it's not quite in the spirit of the original books, but I'm going to watch it just to give it a fair shake, so... Is, it, is but, it four episodes long? Is it like a season, or is it just two? It's weird because so I was trying to I was trying to tell our listeners where they can watch it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I found the right one. It's on I, Amazon Prime, I know, or yeah. Amazon at least. Yeah, uh, I think you can also watch it on Tubi and Vudu for free. Okay, and if you have the Roku channel. Oh really? Okay, they they may have further divided it up. Um, I, yeah, I think the hog, the Hogfather is part one and two. Right. Okay. Uh, of the first two episodes, and then there's more episodes after that. There's two more episodes of something, but is this from 2006? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Because they did, the they did Hogfather, then they did the first book, which I'm blanking on the name on, which is very fun. Uh, I watched that one with with Hazel. It's it's delightful. And then uh, uh, and then they did my absolute favorite one, which is um, Going Postal, which is amazing, and that's also on Amazon Prime. So cool. All right, uh, Kyle. Uh, this one's going to be. Um... If, one that I have, love watching every year it's just the Christmas episode for Bruce Bruce Timm's Justice League oh yeah I mean that that's a classic I mean Clark taking John back to the Smallville uh, farm for Christmas Hawker on and what do you call it uh, Green Lantern kind of showing like you know they're enjoying it for the holidays and then the Flash trying to find a wrapping duck toy and taking on the ultra humanite is just perfect <laughs> Yeah, I think some of those some of those holiday episodes from uh, from the cartoons are are some of my favorite things. Yeah. We just kind of rewatch in the short, like you know, twenty minutes tops, and and you get a, a really fun fun Christmas story. Um, okay, up next, I'm gonna throw out there. I I love all the Christmas episodes of The Office. Uh, <laughs> I rewatch them all the time. Uh, a Benihana Christmas is, it's like the most. I love the, that one. <laughs> it's so good, but it's really cringy. But like, all of them are really good. When we, I don't remember the the titles, but you know when Michael, um, uh, when Phyllis dresses up as Santa, so Michael dresses up as Jesus to uh up, you know like to top her. Uh, like just it's really good. They really they never. It doesn't feel like a Christmas episode as far as like. It's out of continuity, but okay. But it always feels like you could just watch it at any time. But during Christmas, they just play a lot better. So yeah, anything, any Office Christmas episode, I'm super on board with. Well, in the in the same vein, I will throw out there. Um, I really love the Doctor Who holiday specials, uh, and and the and and they range everything from a passing nod to the to the holidays to, uh, you know, Santa Claus showing up. But uh, yeah, they're they're good. They're good. I, I like those. Um, how the, did how did Doctor Who explain who Santa Claus is? What's the canon there? Oh God! It's been so long since I've seen that one. I just know that it's. Um, uh, it feels like it, they would come up with an explanation. He's some kind of alien or something. I don't know, or a time traveler. Oh, alien. you're you're calling me out. I can't remember. I, um, I just remember it's it's Nick. Um, oh God, I'm blanking his name. The, Nick um, Frost. Yeah, Nick Frost. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Playing okay. Santa. Um, I I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that one. Well, listeners, tweet at us. Uh, let us know how Santa Claus fits in the Doctor Who canon. I got to look this up now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just so I've never watched Doctor Who, but I imagine they oh. would really lean in. Yeah, we don't have time to go into why I haven't watched Doctor Who, but I'm amazed he's watched Scrooge. I would. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, if it was on HBO when I was a kid, I was watching it. Make uh, a note: we have to do a Doctor Who episode. I'll I'll uh, uh, happily lead that one. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out sick with a shoulder injury for that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're no. staying. You're staying. See, see the see see. My plan is we do a Doctor Who episode, get you in, and then we actually turn it into a Pulp Fiction episode. Oh my god! And the whole episode is just us making you watch it. So no, Pulp Fiction is not a Christmas movie. Leave me alone. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, let's go back to Kyle. Um, so I'm gonna. This is gonna kind of encompass a, a large genre, but mm-hmm. um, just because um, they're all almost all of it's on Hulu, so you can watch it there. But uh, and I still watch going. I still enjoy, especially throughout the whole year, going and binge watching certain episodes for a good feel. But um, watching the Christmas episodes for the TGIF uh, show lineup, whether oh, it be yeah. Family Matters, yeah. Step by Step. Boy Meets World, you know, uh, Perfect Strangers. But like sometimes I, I just watching those Christmas. Because I remember growing up, you know, in the '90s, uh, late '80s and early '90s. One of my favorite things was always Friday night was watching the TGI TGIF lineup and just seeing those shows and watching, knowing the fact you have access to them all on Hulu and like watching certain. Because I just a few weeks ago I just did a, a binge of watching the Family Matters Christmas episodes and it was just a lot of fun. So yeah, and it's it's always funny with sitcoms and TV shows because all the Thanksgiving and Christmas like. You normally get you normally get like a Halloween episode followed by a Thanksgiving episode followed by the Christmas episode, like all kind of crammed into the end of the of the you know before because they go on break right for the holiday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just because of the airing, it's pretty funny that the like usually those three episodes are almost back to back in most sitcoms if they do all three, which a lot of these sitcoms did because it's like yeah. you know you got to tune in like you got to tune in for Halloween and you got to tune in for Thanksgiving and. And Christmas, so you can figure out how they spent their Christmas before you go and yours and later on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just a real. I'm just gonna throw these out there in the same vein, like uh, the Thirty Rock uh, Christmas episode, especially the Luda Christmas episode, was one of my favorite. <laughs> yes, um, uh, Community has a really good one too with Abbott, yeah. Abbott's Christmas. Uh, yeah, claymation and yeah, um, yeah, and, and then I just saw. I was, I was, you know, me uh, trying to stay relevant with the youth. I was on TikTok and uh, a oh video God. came, a video came up um, of when Troy and Abed like they're trying to find a loophole so Troy can celebrate Christmas because he's a Jehovah's Witness. That's and, right. And they come up <laughs> with Troy being an undercover. Jehovah's Witness, so he's gotta enjoy Christmas to learn to take it down from within. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. They do. They do a whole rap. It's really good. I'm gonna. I'll try to put the link down below because that that was really funny. I forgot about that one, and that's kind of what brought me to like. Yeah. So the community. Community. I mean, yeah. Any any sitcom really, uh, or or even like like Kyle mentioned, Batman the Animated Series has some really good ones too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I will. I will also throw out there only because when, well, I'll just say uh, any of the Futurama episodes with uh, Robot Santa in it oh, yeah. um, <laughs> are fun. And it was so funny because when when our daughter was very little, <clears throat> uh, she liked you know cartoons, and you know when when you're home with a kid that young all the time, <clears throat> you get desperate to watch things that are just not like you know, yo gabba gabba. <clears throat> so we would put on Futurama and we were pretty selective about which ones we would put on, but it was, it was always funny because she, she called it space Simpsons. Um, we all but, did, I think. Yeah. But we always skipped the robot Santa episodes because we didn't want it ruining her view of Santa. <laughs> so, uh, only recently we like begun rewatching them again. So, oh, so now she knows the truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the The truth is out there, as uh, Mulder says. 
Um, an- another movie, or sorry, Kyle, you got anything else? Oh no, I, 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 that was it. Okay. Or is it, is it my turn? Is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just do this one because it's one that I don't care. Even when they do a 24 hour marathon of it, it's still always gonna be a Christmas story. Oh yeah, I mean that's just in general. But my my I remember when my dad introduced me to that because he was my dad was born in 1928. So he grew up in the 40s era. And so he basically told me about how, like, like even though that was supposed to take place in Indiana, like that was the, everything that he grew up in that time period was what he did. He used to tell me about how he used to run home and listen to a little orphan Annie, had yeah. the decoder pin, you know, just, and yeah. he, he grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. So he had those blizzard winter storms, you know, during Christmas. So, and it's just, a, it was a real feel good film, no matter what. I can always watch that and never, I can even have it in the background with the whole 24 hour marathon going if I'm playing a video game and never get bored of it. Yeah, that's what TBS is counting on, that you won't change the channel all day. I um I, I oh I'm sorry, Daniel. It's No, it's that, was, that was that was I was just oh I was gonna say I mean yeah, I don't I've I've never watched the Christmas story yet on TV. Ah, I know, what? I know. Come on! Oh my god! Wow I think because it plays so much I just don't want like it never really appealed to me, but but I, I don't understand why people I'm more like, disappointed you haven't seen a Christmas story than pulp fiction. Yeah, I kind of am too. I mean, it is genuinely great at, yeah. as is all fiction, but it's so good. Oh, <laughs> Just watch it this year. Maybe you can't miss it. Feature. Just turn on TV. Oh, <laughs> double feature a Christmas story in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I, okay, do that and then come back and give us your if, response. If he hasn't, if he hasn't watched either film by the time COVID's lit, lit, loosened up and we can actually go back to the movie theater. I'm going to rent out a theater from the freaking Amazon, not Amazon, Alamo Draft House, and we're forcing him to sit down, tie him to a chair, and we're going to do a double feature of Pulp Fiction and a Christmas Story. Uh, you don't have to, you, if, it's the, if it's at the Alamo, you don't have to tie me up. I'll go. Okay, then, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care what's on the screen. Yeah, You're just no, at no. the Alamo. It's all I, good. Yeah, you could probably get a theater for pretty cheap given the fact how much they're hurting right now. So it's like, yeah. look, can we just show these two films for the next four hours and you're like sure <laughs> i will i will i will pitch in and pay extra for alamo to develop your own pre-show of just the things daniel needs to oh. know about <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, from I'll, the I'll, movies he hasn't seen <laughs> i'm sure clay will pay extra so they can oh, uh, we're all going in we're, we're gonna go broke we're all going in <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly clay's gonna pay so they clockwork orange me <laughs> your eyes are kept yeah, open they, it. yeah they tie me to the chair and, uh, <sighs> prop my eyes open um, um okay let me hit i'm gonna hit a few quick movies that i don't have a lot to say but they they're really good for for the holidays uh the night before with anthony mackie and joseph gordon levitt and seth rogan uh oh you know, i've always meant to see that it's it's really funny it, it's got a lot of heart, but it's also very raunchy and dirty, right? It's, I mean, well, yeah, it's a uh, but, Seth Rogen jam. <laughs> and I'll even, I won't talk about the cameo because I think you're gonna freak out whenever you, if you do see it. I, I recommend you watch that as well. Okay. Um, you can make your own call if you decide to watch it with the family or not. I don't. Uh, I, I won't tell you. How you, you probably. I mean, yeah, no, there's nudity. I don't think you should. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then also, uh, Elf. I love Elf. Oh yeah, Elf. I, I can never get in the movie. Maybe it's just because I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan, but I tried. Man. Oh, he's so good. I mean, it's easily one of his best roles. So, but that's like I'm not a fan of most of his films. Like you know, uh, Thunder De- Thunder Dig and Nights and stuff like that. Uh, Step Brothers. I tried, but I, can't, I just do not like Will Ferrell. Like I don't, I don't hate him. 
I'm just not a Will Ferrell fan for most of the stuff he does. Give give this one another shot because he's really he's he's kind of playing against type to a certain mm-hmm. degree. He's yeah. not he's not stupid in this one. No, he's, no, he's just he's in, 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 uneducated in what you know life really you know yeah. inexperienced. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's he's but his his joy and his love is just oh it's so good it just it carries that film the only thing i really thought that was awesome was the fact that it starts off with him with bob newhart in the film mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh my god that, that alone was <laughs> yeah mean, oh yeah john favreau directed it yeah i'll give you that it. Yeah. uh peter dinklage is in it oh that's right i forgot he was in it yeah, yeah. that's just it's really good um and yeah it has a lot it has a wonderful message um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it more shot. Also, uh, Home Alone, which I just learned is the top grossing Christmas movie of all time. Oh my god, wow! I, yeah, that was I don't, good. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that that's been infl- uh, adjusted for inflation, but I can't see another movie making more money than that. So, uh, and then the, one of the last things, which was, a, is, and I'll let you guys go again. Um, normally, uh, when we can go outside, uh, the Angelica Theater, yeah, uh, puts on Christmas movie, and I love watching It's a Wonderful Life, yeah, on their outdoor screen. It's it, it's it's a good film, but I just I, that's one that I just I think I've not been burned out on. Just burned out. When I was younger, I watched it so many times. I just yeah. it's yeah, and and this one's just really more of the tradition and the experience yeah. of just because they set up the one on the one that's on Mockingbird. There's yeah. a screen outside the theater, and they set up chairs outside, and it's you know, it's cool, and you can they put up little heaters. So, um, I mean, if we need them, sometimes you don't need heaters in December. <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- those are some of the go- the movies that kind of just take all the boxes, and I'll I'll try to play them as they come out. Um, you know, they're usually playing on TV anyway, so I'll try to find them on the channels. You know, and I'll I'll add with uh, It's a Wonderful Life. If you haven't seen, I know Clay's brought this up before. If you haven't seen on Netflix, the documentary series Five Came Back, go go watch it because it's about five directors who during World War II went and in various ways served uh, the, you know, American armed forces in the war. And then it's about each of them coming back and the films they made immediately after coming back okay. reflect upon their war experience. One of those was It's a Wonderful, a wonderful life. life. Okay. And it's 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 an incredible I, I think I think there may just I, I, I can't remember if there's just one episode about uh that director or if it if it's broken up through all five episodes. But it, it's great. Just go go watch that. So Yep. Um and I will I will end my lineup with two things very quickly. One is obviously, if you've never seen it, and I'm frankly amazed that Disney Plus hasn't somehow convinced Lucas to just let them remaster it and put it on. It's never going to happen. That is the Star Wars Christmas special. You need to see it, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good, and it's so bad, it's good that it's bad. Um, but at the very least, it's worth watching the animated moments with the official premiere of Boba Fett, or the official first yeah, oh. appearance of Boba Fett. So. But the animation of Han Solo in that animated cartoon. I know. His face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's, um, 
Oh, it, uh, no, Vaughn, I believe, did that animation. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so check that out. And then finally, just a nod uh, to my favorite Christmas song, which is a little scandalous, I think, even today. But that is, um, and it's funny because in the UK, this is just known at, everyone knows this song. But I think outside the UK, it's not as well known. And that is uh, Fairy Tale of New York by the Popes. Um, it's a fantastic song by the Irish rock band, The Pogues, about basically spending Christmas Eve in uh, the drunk tank uh, in New York. Um, and it's uh, it's good. It's a good song. So go check it out. It's, uh, it's a duet between uh, Pogues lead singer Shane McGowan and Christy McCall. Uh, it's a great song. So it's on, it's on Spotify. So you can check it out. It does have swear words. So uh, if you have children, don't listen to it around them. What's your favorite Christmas swear word? <laughs> um, um, from, from that song? <laughs> oh, God. My, mine uh, is Nutcracker. <laughs> I like it. I like it. My, m- mine is probably Jingle Bells. Uh, so, yeah. All right, Kyle, what else you got? <laughs> um, I'm going to sit here and I, I'm going to throw this out because, like I said, I threw out uh, He-Man and she Christmas special, but I st- being a child of the 80s and 90s, I still enjoy going back and watching, even though some of them may have come out in the 70s, uh, the Hanna-Barbera Christmas specials. Oh, yeah. HBO mm-hmm. Max has a whole bunch of them. That has the, and I know, before you, anybody gives me crap, they have the Smurf Christmas specials, they have the Flintstone Christmas specials, and they have the Yogi Bear Christmas specials. And they're still, they run about maybe... A half hour and you know some you know they're just they're just fun little watches you know nothing's you know i guess like watching the tgif lineup it's just it's just fun nostalgic kind of going back and watching your childhood kind of christmas specials that they either aired on you know special on saturday nights or that might have just been in the normal lineup for the series uh okay no i was just gonna say i hope they left the cigarette ads in there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, the, the Flintstones came a bit after that. That was sixties. The Flintstones were like oh, okay. late seventies or the Christmas specials were like late seventies, early eighties. There is nothing like seeing Fred Flintstone try try to sell you cigarettes. I know, yeah. I know. Um, it, well, but 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 you know, at the time when it when it first aired, it was a primetime show yeah. meant for adults. Right. So you know, but boy, did that backfire because kids are like, I love the Flintstones and I'm going to smoke. It, it's their fault. They introduced a, an alien. Unit, so like, yeah. 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 The great yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I knew that earlier, but one that is just, it's a lot of fun is still going to be always gremlins as it, it, it's oh. a it, is, it is a Christmas film. For sure. That was the one I was trying to think of. I was like, there's a Christmas movie I love. Yeah. We just rewatched that last year. Gremlins. Um, one that I know will probably—it's it, always a winner, but you, you can watch it. It's a two-holiday film, uh, *Nightmare Before Christmas*. Mm. Oh yeah. yep, yep. And then I'm going to end off on as a for the Christmas song. Um, Last Christmas, I gave you my heart by Wham. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I every time I hear that, it just—it always catches me. It's like. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Yeah, I just and I enjoy it, so I, I'm just going to finish up. Like Josh, did, I'm going to finish up on a song. Okay, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, all right, well, I have a few comics, and if you have, a, if you guys have a few comics, like you can throw them there. Um, but I've, I don't know if you guys have read uh, Klaus by Graham Morrison and Dan Mora. Uh, mm. Klaus is the he- heroic retelling of the origin of Santa Claus. Like, 
and it's pretty cool. Like he is this like warrior dude that he saves Christmas in a different way. Uh, they've had a <laughs> they've had a few mini series and then like a few one shots for Christmas. Uh, they're pretty good. Dan Moore's art is great in it. Uh, also, Batman Noel uh, by I think it's Azarello and um, oh Lee Bermejo. Uh, it's just a Batman story that takes place during Christmas. But I mean, the name Noel's in it, so I'm 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 throwing it in there. <laughs> uh, and in the DC holiday anthologies, I I'm in the okay. middle. I'm in the middle of reading the. This year's DC Merry Multiverse. And they're so good. Like, Couldn't get into any of the stories I tried. It just, nothing really grabbed me. Yeah, so the first one's written by Paul Shear, and it's... it's uh, Paul Shear, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's a Harley story. It's a take on a, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So, but, but I'm halfway through the book, and I've really enjoyed it. Um... And like I said, all their all their anthologies every every year, you know, it's a little ten dollar book with like nine, ten different stories. You get a lot of really cool creators on it. Uh, normally, the covers are insane because it's like every character that's in the book in a Christmas type of way, or at least a holiday thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I really enjoy those. Um, do you guys have anything else that might have forgot to mention? If not, we can move on to our uh, our question of the week. Uh, um, Josh, do you have one? I, I don't. I was trying to rack my brain, and I just I can't think of any um, off the top of my head. I've got I've got one. Hold on, I'm gonna put it over here in the chat so you guys can if you haven't seen it yet. But uh, there's there is one. They released this one back in '88 with DC, but there was I remember picking up the first. It was one DC still did. Like small, the mini digest, and they had oh. one for uh, Christmas, and it had some of my most favorite uh, Christmas stories. One was, it was set in I want to say night, not night. It was came out in nineteen seventy two. It was a Justice League story, and it was basically uh, the lineup was Batman, Superman, Red Tornado, Green Arrow, Black Canary, and Green Lantern. John Stewart. It was the first time John Stewart had ever met the actual team, and oh. it, they were taken on the key. This is back when the key was not like a monstrosical guy. It was just, he had this like this weird kind of helmet he used to wear, and it was it was almost like they were think of it as the key was arcade and the Justice League were the X Men. They were having to go through oh. trying to get to him. Okay, and this was one of the key things was this was basically the, the issue is Red Tornado was still trying to understand the whole spirit of Christmas until at the end the Black Canary gives him a gift, and it goes and that's when he first goes from wearing his full red costume. To the full yellow, yellow and red street costume. That's when he gets his new costume in the, in the DC lineage. Oh, huh! It was also a Superboy and uh, Legion of Superhero store where basically he they they don't know really know the history of Christmas. And Superboy comes goes back to the future, goes into the future, tells him about it. And it's like, look, why don't we go find the Star of Bethlehem? So they take one of the cruisers and they try to go find the location where the star is supposed to be. And they don't find the star, but they find a planet whose inhabitants, basically the whole planet's going through uh, calamities. And so they end up, sa- somehow they were brought there to help save the uh, the, the creatures and, and, and uh, inhabitants of that planet. So it was just, and there's also one other one that's uh, an old Teen Titans from 1968, uh, where basically it just, it, it's a lot of fun stories. Yeah, I love the art and the cover that you poked it up. John Byrne. That. Yeah. Yeah. that wasn't the original art from the original Digest, but if you can find the Digest, it was, I mean, it's only like about yay big, but I mean, it was just it was it was one of my first comics. I remember Josh will remember this, but there used to be a line of uh, uh, 
grocery stores here in Dallas called Skaggs. And oh, no, I didn't really? live here then. Oh, yeah. never mind. Okay. It was, it was basically they got bought by Tom Thumbs or it became Albertsons. But basically, I remember you walked in and you go up to like the customer service area where they would rent VHS tapes. And down below, you just picked up the small digest. It was 1982. And I was like, I want this. And it's, it's always hold, it holds good in my heart till the day. Oh, um, man. Oh, I wonder if they ever made long boxing for the little digest, like where people just put all their little RT. <laughs> it's just like a, <laughs> yeah, like a like a shrunk down version of a normal long box. Yeah, God, I do, I, I do miss grocery stores having the the mm. weird little uh, video rental area inside there. So. That's right, right now, until they start until the stores started coming out. That's where I used, we used to do all our video rentals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now there's just a red box machine, lifeless outside. <laughs> it doesn't recommend crap. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mansplain any of the movies I'm about to rent. <laughs> I miss that customer service. Like you don't want exactly. It doesn't charge you extra for not rewinding the film. <laughs> I keep trying to rewind my DVDs. It's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine the the fees you're racking up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's that's all our, our holiday stuff. If we have anything else, uh, I've asked Clay to do us a little favor and send us some information too. Uh, we'll probably tweet that out. Uh, but now we'll go on to our question of the week, which is a new thing that we're trying to do. Uh, basically, I go on Twitter and find a good question from somebody on Twitter. This time it came from TKO Studios, uh, who's a, a publisher that we really, really, we're really enjoying buying all the TKO stuff. Uh, a lot of their stuff is now in Hoopla, so if you can't afford to buy it at the time, you can get it through your public library. So I recommend you go read some of this stuff because they got incredible creators. But uh, last night they tweeted out, uh, retweet or just share with us four panels of a comic that you believe it's a masterpiece without saying the name. Uh, I, I retooled the question a little bit because obviously we we this is not this is the audio medium so we can't share images with you. Uh, but I'll I'll try to get the we'll put on our Twitter like images of this the, the books we talk about. I did respond last night, and I was trying to think of a comic that was more of a, a modern day masterpiece because there's a lot of stuff that I could think like there's a few books that immediately come to the, my head, uh, but I wanted to go with something more modern. So I picked four panels from uh, uh, Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. I I, I truly believe that is a, um, what do you call it? It's it's a modern day masterpiece uh, as far as comics. And, and we're just halfway through Wait, it. Are we talking about a continuous panel or just panel, just random panels there's, from there? That's I mean, what I was wondering. It just says yeah. four. I don't think there's rules. I think okay. it, I don't think it matters much, but just I've whatever. I've got two books I got to mention. Sure. So, no, 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 no. Go ahead, no, that was it. That was it. It was Saga for okay. me. Um, I love that book so much. I was, and, and only reason I was almost when you first brought this question up earlier, I was going to say one that it's always my go to answer, but then I wanted to pull away from it because Starman's always my answer to a perfect comic book. <laughs> yeah. Um, two, the two I want to mention were two that were came out at the same time in 2003, and I was love them both. One would be um, Kurt Busick and George Perez's uh, Justice League Avengers crossover that they did. Because the, the the work, especially in just that last episode, where basically uh, the Avengers and Justice League team up to go take out uh, the villain 
and they're on the disembodied body of Galactus. And then you see, out of random time apart, you see different Avengers and Justice League heroes pop up. It's the art that George Perez does to get all those heroes on those things are just, it, for me, being the comic nerd is perfect. The other one is, um, if you know Jay Lee, he has this weird kind of dark kind of like mm-hmm. style. But in 2003, uh, when he was working, when I it was uh, Image still had the rights, he did a, I want to say it was either four or six issue limit series. It was Transformers G.I. Joe, but it was Transformers G.I. Joe set during World War II. So it's, it's basically G.I. Huh. Joe and Cobra are the are the World War II based, you know, military units. And the Transformers get awakened and start analyzing the, the what do you call it, the uh, vehicles from uh, World War II. So the aerial bots are all old, all the old, you know, propeller based military planes. Yep. You have Bumblebee, who is a um, motorcycle. And one of the best lines is you have Scarlet who's riding Bumblebee and he goes, I, I hope you don't mind me use, uh, using you for this battle. And Bumblebee goes, Scarlet, you can ride me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and it has one of the best scenes. It's, um, so you have uh, Snake Eyes. This is where basically his face gets disfigured. And, there, and he goes, and he, and he, he does like a, a, a silent monologue. And he said, they said, there are only two things that can heal this wound, fire or time. And I don't have time. So basically, he uses fire on his mm. face to kill the slash that he's done. So it's just like it. it, it he, it, it really, it's different than. But I mean, they're killing each other in this thing, and it's just, it's, it's a. The art is gorgeous. It's almost it's set in a really dark tone, but it's just, it's really awesome to see. The, like, I'll just send some pictures and links here. Cool. Oh wow! Yeah. All right, Josh. So my mine and uh, I posted it in chat. This is my go-to, um, and it's ironic. It's four panels because this is actually four panels. <clears throat> But it's a very famous sequence uh, from the 2013 Mark Wade, Chris Samney era of Daredevil. This is from issue 25. And it's a uh, it's a sequence of four panels. So we so hard to describe that all together kind of line up and make the head of Daredevil. But what's so wonderful about this set of panels is the way that they're subdivided corresponds with the other senses he's using to see what's going on around him. So the topmost panel kind of covers over his his forehead and his eyes. And he says, um, uh, you know, you, you get all this uh, kind of internal monologuing. And he says, you know, so they don't care that I know what uh, that this is a trap. So the idea of knowing, right, it's it's over his brain. And then the bottom left one, it shows his right ear and it says it's a good uh, and it's a good one. I hear nothing from inside. And then the next panel over is over his nose. He says, smell nothing. And then the last one's over his mouth and it says, taste nothing on the air. And so it's it's one of these brilliant constructions of panels that are both um, visually stunning. They work. And this again is why Daniel and I, I use this as an example when I when I teach or talk about this. This is exactly the reason why guided view doesn't work sometimes, right? Because this doesn't work well when it zooms into each of these four panels separately. And I actually made a video of how that happens in guided view when reading this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to see them all because it functions both as one image and four separate images. It's also diegetic. It's it's fantastic. So to me, this is a modern masterpiece of comic storytelling in four panels. Yeah, it's great. Um, I will say the experts use guided view. They 
I, I have it set up as show me the page. Yeah. Go through the panels. Yeah. Show me the page on going out and then move on to the next page. Got because, it. Because of the same things. Like, I mean, we've, we've, this comes up a lot in our conversations, right? Um, and I definitely don't want to miss any of the storytelling that the creators are trying to tell with the full, full page. Uh, so it's important that you set it up in a way where you can appreciate both, but then it also makes it easier for, for readers to just kind of go through all the panels. But yeah, that's great. Both, I mean, you know, Kyle's sharing some stuff on the, on the chat and we'll tweet it out, but it's really, really amazing. Like some of the stuff that we, that we found here. So I'm glad TKO tweeted out that question. I think it's, um, uh, if you, if you want to see the panels I picked from Saga, like I just picked four of my favorite panels. Uh, I tweeted it out last night. You can find that at Echo Spider. Um, okay, well, we that was our question of the week. Uh, we'll do recommendations last, uh, and that'll be our show. So we'll be right back. back for our recommendations and uh josh you want to kick us off yeah sure um i am recommending two things uh in the spirit of the holidays uh one is if you want to get a gift for your loved ones humble bundle right now has a really amazing bundle uh called discover image comics um which i initially passed over because I thought I already had everything in here, but I do not. Um, it has uh, such amazing books that we've talked about here, like Chew, uh, East of West. Uh, Skyward. Is that Skyward. The whole, is that the whole thing, if you pay enough, I think, if you pay for the yeah. dollars. Uh, it has um, Gideon Falls, which you've talked about. It also has some classic stuff, which I like. It has Savage Dragon Archives, Mage. Um, something I'd never heard of before, but I may have to buy it just for this called giant size Kung Fu Bible stories. Uh, yeah, which is apparently by it's by Eric Larson and Bruce Tim, which, yeah, I'm all there for that. Uh, so if you just want to get, and I would emphasize the adult or mature teenager in your life, an assortment of books. So there's definitely stuff in here not for kids, right? Yeah. Um, if, uh, if if you want to get them some wonderful comics, um, for everything it's twenty five dollars. But we're talking, I think it's over a thousand dollars worth of comics. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's an amazing bundle. I mean, it's really good, and even stuff we've read in the comic club, like Bad Weekend, yeah. is in here. Uh, Bitch Planet. It's which, fantastic. Which is one of those trades is probably like the $25 you would spend. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> so uh, that's what you should buy for someone else. Uh, for yourself, though, get yourself another Humble Bundle. It's the Pathfinder Monster Lore Bundle. And uh, this is a weird one because it's all Pathfinder 1st Edition stuff, not 2nd Edition. Uh, but it is just filled with awesome, you know, Classic Horrors Revisited, uh, Undead Revisited, Demon Hunter's Handbook, uh, Mythical Monsters, uh, at least four books on dragons. So, you know, if you just like reading bestiaries or about monsters, uh, get this bundle. Um, and if you really want to treat yourself, get both. So those are my recommendations. Great. Uh, Kyle, what do you have for me? Um, 
I'm just going to second, uh, I think you're going to throw it out here, but it just, I, I can't throw it out enough. Uh, Iron Man, the current Iron Man one. I mean, my, my whole thing for loving that series is not just because it's kind of given a, a little home homage to the original kind of old style Marvel, but again, it's the dynamic between him and Hellcat that I love. It's the buddy, the buddy superhero thing that I always love with Spider-Man, you know, Human Torch, Blue Beetle, and uh, Booster Gold. But the other one I just rewatched last night at Disney Plus, and anybody hasn't seen it or hasn't seen it recently, go rewatch the uh, Rocketeer. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That, that movie alone just—it's it, perfect. And it, I did not realize that his, um, the main character's uh, not psychic, but his inventor friend was Alan Arkin. Yeah. I didn't oh, realize. Yeah. I, I didn't realize. I was like, holy shit! As I've seen him in something more recently, I was like, damn, he looks so young. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So. Okay. That's what I got. Great. Um, well, I only have one thing. Like I said, I talked a lot about some of the books I've been reading. Uh, but this week, I also finally got to watch Tenet, uh, the Christopher Nolan movie starring uh, Jay Washington III and, and uh, Robert Pattinson. And man, I got to tell you, I as I just, just based on the art of filmmaking, I understand why Christopher Nolan wanted this to be released in theaters. Obviously, that based on the reality, that's not that's not uh, feasible, right? It was not a feasible thing. Uh, but geez, this movie is a it's a spectacle. Uh, I hope next year they release it in theaters at some point so I can go watch it on a big screen. I get why he wanted it. And as any artist, you always want you, you're trying to make a certain piece of art for a certain medium, but it's just it's his comments towards everything that really is just yeah. kind of distasteful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I said, just based on the art of the movie and the filmmaking, like this, this there, there are some sequences. And, and not only that, the movie is, it's very complex, but it's, it's insane. Like the ideas that it presents, I don't know, I don't know how you come up with the idea of something like this, like the concept of, of Tenet and I don't know what Christopher Nolan, like how he gets his inspiration or what he's smoking. <laughs> I don't understand like this if, between this and interstellar, like, yeah, it's just really well made. It's a beautiful movie. Um, I, I've heard some people say that the sound mixing is not as, um, it's not very good. Cause there's a lot of characters wearing masks all the time and stuff. Uh, oh, that again. Yeah, have you seen the trailer? Uh, but I watched it with the closed captions because I watch everything with closed captions anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the movie's great. Um, it's very satisfying. Um, I'm glad I got, finally got to see it before 2020. Uh, and uh, and I guess the last thing we'll say, because this is probably our... This is the last time we'll record before actually Wonder Woman is released, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all very much we're looking forward to Wonder Woman. Um. So we'll we'll cover that in a future episode. Uh, we'll also cover the Mandalorian because yes, Mandalorian's now finished, and we have thoughts. We just we're just waiting for everybody to make sure that they watched it, give everybody enough time. If you listen to our spoilers episode, <laughs> we want to make sure everyone has enough time to watch the Mandalorian uh, and enjoy our podcast. I've already got my question. I, I want to be the one to throw this out because I've already I've already been harassing somebody. But uh, it, when when you find out. Uh, when you finally watch the end of uh, Mandalorian season two, it's more of what happens to one of the characters, and th- yeah. they are so pissed at me when I said, "Yeah, this probably happens." So, no, no, it can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll go into our best theories, our darkest theories, our uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll cover all that stuff. Um, 
So we hope everyone has a great holiday. We hope Clay recovers from his fight. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we miss him. Uh, as as you can notice, the episodes are a lot shorter because he's not with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, that's just what happens when you have an extra person for sure uh, yeah. going around the horn. Um, is there anything else you guys? Oh want? yeah. I, I, actually, I found out some news. I found a story. They're talking about the uh, She-Hulk series. Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of interesting. They already said She-Hulk will be a half-hour legal comedy series. Okay. Wow. So, wow. And, I like that. And this is, I, I mean, Feggy's comments came in in a wake of the series announced the leading star. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, where did I just see it? Uh, anyway, they were talking about how there's actually even a chance that they may even have a story arc where Chris Cox may come back and play Matt Murdock. In the series oh. too. Oh, oh, that's awesome! I mean, yeah. if they've if they've got him contracted for the next Spidey film, may as yeah. well add you know add that writer to the contract. But, so, but if this is gonna be, I'm almost hoping this is gonna uh, they're gonna use the original She-Hulk series with John Byrne as an influence because if her break if she ends up breaking the fourth wall, this could be greatness. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Yeah, I think I think they also put in some of the Charles Soule and Dan Slott because I think both of those series were in that same vein. Uh, and uh, we've seen that they're taking a lot of more recent stories and just adapting that stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to digging back into the vault. Um, which again, a lot of these retail, a lot of these stories are inspired by some of those older. Exactly. Older retails, right. Yeah. Uh, so nobody has any original ideas anymore. We're all just retelling the same story over and over. Uh, well, I, I wonder if it's also a rights thing. Like it's going to be easier for them to get the rights to the slot series than the burn series, or or, or or just to get the to get the creators on board, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Dan Slott will be happy to throw his name on anything. Uh, but... <laughs> that's a wow deep no, burn for Dan Slott there. That's it. I just I know he likes doing you know he likes doing all kinds of stuff. He was just in that Marvel six one six and uh, so okay, well. Uh, hopefully we'll hear back from Clay. I asked him to give us a little surprise for the episode. If you didn't hear it, then it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> just, just insert the sound of crickets. Uh, yeah, right. if, if he doesn't get it to you, I'm just gonna go pull some sound from his uh YouTube show. <laughs> um, Man. But until then, uh, we hope you had a happy Hanukkah. Uh, I think last week maybe. Uh, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. It's still going, isn't it? I think Hanukkah is over now. I think it, let's see. Uh, Kwanzaa begins the 26th. Hanukkah. It was 12 days. And, yeah, days. well, it began at sundown on the 10th. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so it would have ended, yeah, on the yesterday, seems like. So, so so we hope you had a happy Hanukkah. <clears throat> a Merry, we hope we have a good Christmas coming up. Uh, happy Kwanzaa as well, since it's coming up. Uh, we should record before the end of the year, but if not, have a happy new year too. Stay safe. Uh, so we'll see. We got some really cool uh, stuff and coming up. We got an advance for a book that's coming out next year, so we'll we'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, and then the creators asked me if they could maybe have an interview, and I was like, uh, yeah, of course you can. Let's yeah. just set it up. So so hopefully we get a creator episode, kind of like what we did with the guys from Waco Plus Comics. Uh, which was fully funded and now they're working on sending out all the rewards so if you join that kickstarter nice. uh, you should be getting your stuff you know in the in the near future as as things get going that's um, awesome so yeah very excited we got a lot of cool things going on 
Um, so yeah, thanks guys. Keep uh, keep reading comics. Hail Bebo. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.